Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will send out our four ingredients for our FanDuel game diced. Also, you don't forget to look at our rankings before you set your lineup for week four. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. I am here with my real sisters, not pretend sisters, the real ones, Brandon Marianne Lee and Ashley Williams. And yes, we all have separate, different last names. We are all married, but all of our original last names was Williams. Just FYI. True. Ashley hasn't changed her last name to her husband's last name. I actually technically never did. I just did it for the show. <laughs> so I am actually Courtney Williams in real life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brandon's the only one that's made the effort to do it this far. Brandon did it. And because she changed her last name to Lee, she had to change her middle name because her middle name used to be Mary Lee. Yep. So she changed all of her stuff. Yeah. I can't be Brandon Marilili. You that could. Right. It's not right. But. That's not right. Brandon Marilili is not a thing. It's not and a she, thing. She says she can't go by Brandon Lee because that's a thing too. So yeah, we just have to. Thing. It's a sad thing. So. And then I can't go by Brandon Mary Lee because Mary Lee is my mother-in-law. It's all very complicated, really. So, but, but in real life, we're all the Williams sisters. Correct. It's, it's true. Correct. It's true. We're just all people married. that knew us growing up knows us the Williams sisters. Yes. yes. And we're all related. I Courtney just met someone, someone that listens to our show who did not think that we were really related again. And by the way, when we were in Canada, no one thought we were real sisters until they saw our photos and they were like, oh my God, are they triplets? This one guy was like, <laughs> is it the same person in three different outfits? Are they playing with us? Yeah, like, well, I saw the three of you. You're um, three different people, it's which like, is funny yeah. because I don't think we actually look that much alike, but everyone else seems to think so. So it's funny. It's fun. Uh, it's we do fun. look alike. I don't we know do. why you guys don't want to look like me. It's a little sad, but I think we probably. That's not what I'm like. saying. <laughs> Way to make it about yourself, Reddit. I love yeah. you, oldest child. Of course, well, I'm the oldest. <laughs> you guys came after me. I always thought that so I was crazy. adopted because but what was that book growing up about? Like. They hid something in attics, like face on the milk carton or something. Oh yeah, oh, yes. You oh yeah, you were obsessed that with that book. You totally <laughs> thought you were a milk I, carton girl. I do. I hate reading. I'm gonna full disclosure. I hate reading, but for some reason, I really, <laughs> I re read that book multiple times and thought I'm adopted. And I would search in some of our little hidden spaces in our house in Nebraska to see if there was a milk carton with my face on it. I was like, no, you're our child. I, like, I don't think so. I was like, I don't look like my sisters. What I always say. She's like, oh yes, you do. <laughs> Either way, growing I up, pictures are the best. Um, if you haven't seen some of our older photos we posted before, we should probably post some goodies of Ashley because mm -hmm. her as a eight-year-old is everything you could ever want from an '80s child. Everything. So bad. Spiral bangs. Everything. That's beautiful. Enough. It was beautiful. I had All right, you guys, glasses, a unibrow, and a mustache. So Brandon was a treat. Brandon was a treat too. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so true. I'm Harry. Oh, it was what? good. It was good. <laughs>
It worked Tweezers. Out. Tweezers. All right. Well, let's move on to some football now that we've clarified all of that for you. We've got the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers for Thursday night football. Brandon, the well, Bears. The good news is that Jordan Howard is no longer on their injury report, which is yeah. great. Uh, he had that shoulder injury. It looked like he was still grappling with it during the game, but it uh, didn't really matter because uh, he didn't hurt in terms of production. He put up 138 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and he caught all five of his targets for another 26 yards. Ooh. Now, of course, a lot of people didn't start him because he wasn't even supposed to play, really. Most people didn't think that would happen. He's been suffering with this injury, but it looks like he's going to be okay moving forward. Um, and also, you should still start Tariq Cohen, you guys. That touchdown, the last one for uh, Jordan Howard, was supposed to be Cohen's, but he stepped out at the 37-yard line, which he did. That is true. Uh, but it was still a great play. He's still a great player. And like we've been saying since right after week one, everybody, these are the two best players on the team. You want to start both of them. This is not a, an, an issue with Jordan Howard. It's not saying anything bad about, bad about Tariq Cohen by saying to stay with Howard. And I'm not saying to uh, anything bad about Howard by saying to stay with Tariq Cohen. This is the whole offense, everybody. And we have three weeks of evidence. So sign up. Get on it. Yes. It's like Chris Thompson for the Redskins. You just got to must, <laughs> must, must accept it at this point. Yeah, at, the, at a certain point, you have to go, this, oh, this is weird, isn't actually weird. It's their mm -hmm. offense. So yeah. um, sleepers, haha. Uh, because on the bench, I just want to let everybody know here, um, Green Bay gets up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. It's the best matchup. It's the two best players. So that is what they're going to do, just like they've been doing all season. Why am I saying that? Well, Mike Lennon has 12 or fewer fantasy points in each three each of the three games that he's played so far, um, he's only complete. He only completed one pass for nine yards last week to a wide receiver. So you're not starting a wide receiver from the Chicago Bears. You're welcome. Uh, Adam Shaheen uh, is a rookie tight end who did have a touchdown last week, which is great, but that's the only target that he's ever had in the National Football League. So you can't bank on that either. Uh, fun fact, though, Marcus Wheaton's revenge game uh, was two targets, zero catches. Holla! Revenge games. They Revenge. never they aren't working out in 2017, baby. No, no, no. Yep. What is working out, though, in, is Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And you guys, the top quarterbacks, I have to say, have delivered. Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, we feel fine about it. Move forward in life. Every other position's up in the air. QBs, we're looking out for you. Jordy went back to his double-digit fantasy points in week three. Always Jordy. Double-digit targets, double-digit everything. We just love him. Uh, Ty Montgomery it has a wrist injury. Uh, he's not on the injury report, though, anymore. He should be fine. He got a pedestrian game last week. Um, but listen, he has at least 16 touches in each of his first three games. Can't really get much more solid than that. So don't get cute and try to bench him against the Bears. Um, anyway, sleepers, Randall Cobb is no longer on the injury report either. He was out last week, but uh, hashtag year of the Cobb is back, Ashley. Right. Um, but I will say Geronimo Allison caught six of his eight, eight targets yeah. for 122 yards in week three. Um, now that's going to go down because Cobb is back. Uh, but I'm not hating Geronimo Allison as a deep league stash or even not so deep because anytime someone's out it looks like they're gonna pump up geronimo allison and you can yell at your television geronimo so bonus guys the last thing that the cow that the 
Packers need is a fourth wide receiver, though. I don't know. They have Aaron Rodgers. They may be able to support it. Yeah, I don't I know. So. It's weird. It's I weird. I hope so. They're the only team. So keep going. It's it. That's it. That's and it. I obviously Devonte Adams. I still feel okay about him. I know he's underperformed, but again, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's been a weird year with the injuries and stuff. I think we should be fine. Uh, bench though, Martellus Bennett. Okay, he hasn't even scored five fantasy points in standard scoring yet this season. Um, although last week was the first time he was outside of the top nineteen, because um, that's how bad tight ends are and I just wanted to say that uh, his 21 targets are the fourth most among tight ends but again if the guy can't even score five fantasy points in standard scoring uh, in PPR he scores a little bit better but still you guys I, I he's on my bench this is bad nope no all right fantasy football fans listen up if you love fantasy football then you need to try my new favorite app draft it's weekly fantasy football but not like the other guys on draft you play real life snake drafts with other people just like in your season long leagues hear how it works it's a draft that lasts for just one week and there's no management just set it and forget it brandon's got it pulled up right now once you're done drafting that's it no trades no waiver wires draft even takes care of the last minute injuries for you draft start every couple minutes so you can join one right now and the best part play for cold hard cash draft start from just one so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Playing a real life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. For Tide only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the show's promo code HFF. That's right. Play for real money game for free just for using the Her Fantasy Football promo code HFF on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play free with promo code HFF. All right. This is going to be a freebie for some people. We have the New Orleans Saints, the Miami Dolphins. London time again. Uh, Hello. London. Absolutely scrummy that. The London games kill me. They kill me on the West Coast is brutal. Just saying. Um, New York, the Saints. Michael Thomas caught seven of eight passes for 87 yards and a touchdown. So you are happy about that. You'll be happy again this week because he's got a divine matchup against the Miami Dolphins. So he should have a wonderful, wonderful week. Now, Drew Brees completed 22 of 29 passes for 220 yards. Not the best, but he had three touchdowns and zero interceptions. So he had quite a good game. And that was on the road, which is very unlike Drew Brees, who does not have great home away splits. So we were happy with that. This should be another great game in London. You were playing Drew Brees. Don't get killed. My sleepers, I started the gate with a very frustrating running back by committee because that's how this has to be, right? Mark Ingram. All right. He rushed 14 times for 56 yards and had two catches for 30. This is not a dispute. He outplayed Adrian Peterson. Plain and simple, this is not a discussion. So don't tweet at me. This is not a discussion. <laughs> I think the season goes on. You will see better numbers from Ingram, and he's going to still be doing pretty well. Certainly worth a flex roll um, or an RB2 in a deep league. He has a nice matchup this week. When it comes to Alvin Kamara, he rushed two times for 37 yards and a touchdown. He is technically the third back in this depth chart, but really he's the second back. At least he should be. This guy's got flex upside, so I like Kamara. Adrian Peterson rushed nine times for 33 yards, only two catches for four. Enough is enough. Phase him out. 
Courtney, are you willing to let him go after last week? I was going to show you. I was trying to pull up my fantasy league, but I let him go, Ashley. Did you? Okay. I let him go Probably. in one in one league. I still have Congratulations, Courtney. So I'm a staff man. I have a guitar. He's going to blow okay. up this week. I just know it. He may <laughs> blow up, but be okay. With <laughs> I will say this. I will. Is that okay? Saying, Adrian Pierce is going to have a good game <laughs> at some point in time. It's going to happen. But be okay with that. They'll have one and everyone will have to pick one. Them up. And they, exactly. Oh. They will go pick them up. Don't fall prey to that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay? It's going to happen. Okay. Just accept it. Now, Kobe Fleener finally fell from grace a little bit last week, only catching one pass for 21 yards. He has a good matchup this week. So I think he's going to bounce back. Um, but my issue here is kind of like what Corey said with the Packers. There's just so many targets on this team. And we've got Sneed coming back this week. So. Only time will tell how much production we can consistently count on from Fleener, but I do think it could be worth a flyer as they are playing the terrible, terrible Dolphins, and he's done well other games, so I think he's worth a flyer in a London game. So. That Brandon Coleman guy. One Am I right? Yeah. Can I call that touchdown? One Did you freak one out? for a touchdown? Was it, I think it was on our serious show that we're like, he's going to get a touchdown because yeah. that's what he does. He's going to get a touchdown, and he did. Of course, I tweeted, it was like, there's Brandon Coleman's touchdown. There it is, off his one target, only target, touchdown, 11-year touchdown. So It's not just in the name, but it does help. It does, it does help. help. Mm -hmm. But it's still a super risky play, especially because Snead is coming back. So, oh, yeah. you know, he was targeted three times in week one, six times last week, and just one time. Sorry, three times in week one, six times in week two, one time last week. He has scored back-to-back -back weeks, but again, you're doing a very serious dart throw, especially with Willie Sneed. As we said, he's done with his three-game suspension. He will be back. He did fly with a team, um, and they think that he's going to play. But again, that's very risky. And then Ted Ginn, speaking of revenge games, Brandon, only two of three targets, but were 44 yards and a touchdown and had 15 yards rushing. And keep in mind that 40 of those yards came from one play. Um, but he did <laughs> That's barely. So good. That's so good. So good. So good. So but he oh, did, man. like, they barely missed on a connection that it's so unrare that Drew Brees overthrows him, but he overthrew on a 50-yard touchdown. So he would have had a 50-yard touchdown on top of that, which would have had, like, a crazy good game. But again, with Snead, it complicates this issue. So really, my only starters really are just Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, and again, you can do Mark Ingram and Kamara and flexes. Everybody else, and Kobe Fleener can throw a dart. Everyone else is benched. Just too dicey. All right, what about the Dolphins? Okay, so the Dolphins. <laughs> Coach Adam Gase said he is fed up with the Dolphins' garbage offense. Well, he should have yeah. shouldn't have gone there. So are we. So have Dolphins fans been for the past few years, Adam. Like, this isn't news to us. You've got a garbage offense, obviously. But, you know, he has this whole quote about there's a lot of bad football, more mental errors we've seen from guys in the last two years. Um, but what's interesting is that last year when Gase went off about being upset about bad offense, he cut three offense alignment in the same day. So it's possible that we could see – some some action happened. I don't think it's going to happen immediately. We don't know who those casualties will be, but Gase has been known to do some crazy stuff, so just saying. It's not going to affect you fantasy-wise. You think he'll cut Jay guys. Cutler? <laughs> no. <laughs> but he should. I don't know if he should. I mean, what are, what are his options? But Come on, no. He's been known to do some crazy stuff, is all I'm saying here. Jarvis Landry, has been though. awful. Really? He's bad, he's bad last game. As like not awful, awful though. His passes are like 
Hold on. Here, I got an impersonation for you. Here. <laughs> That's me. They're, they're lazy asses. They're lazy. He's just like the most unenthusiastic quarterback in the league is my problem. But he's always That's been this awesome. way. You knew, yeah. you knew that's what you were getting with Jay Cutler. Yeah. Still score more points than Phillip Rivers. That's right. Yeah. Luckily, I don't cover that team, so I don't talk about that train wreck. But Oh, I do. Um, don't worry. <laughs> so, starters, Jarvis Landry. Uh, he wasn't targeted as much as last week, but he still had 11 targets, caught six of them for 48 yards. So not great, but again, the targets are there, and that's what matters. Uh, playing the Saints this week, he should be able to bounce back. I'm not really too concerned. In other Landry news, uh, the Florida State Attorney's Office has opted not to file charges against Jarvis Landry for the domestic battery case, uh, which I do think will take a load off Landry. But do keep in mind that Zeke was not charged either. That doesn't mean anything. This case is a little bit different. So I don't think this is going to come to fruition with the NFL, but never say never. But something keep in mind, JJ, boy, did I call that wrong. I said that he's going to have a huge week because he should have on paper, and he only got 16 yards off 11 carries and then 90 yards on three targets. <laughs> Horrible. Mm. This offense was so bad, so bad. Uh, but here's the thing, the guy only had 13 touches because this offense was so bad in trying to play catch up, they weren't able to give him the ball. So I think he's gonna be able to bounce back against the Saints. I think you were fine, you can still play a Jai. just put last week out of your mind. It was just a really bad week. And Devontae Parker's other one. We sit here and tell you guys people you should play, and I don't know about you ladies, but I almost stress more about the people I tell people on Sunday morning they should play than my own team. I get, I feel so yes. awful if I tell you to play somebody and then they bust. Even though they should have done well, they bust, I feel horrible. So Devontae Parker was really stressing me out. He had 10 targets though, caught eight of them, 76 yards, which was okay, and then he caught the touchdown, and I was like, breath, okay fine um so at least he played okay again cutler you're not playing him he's he's not someone you should put in and julius thomas the targets and the yardage are just not there um some are saying that he's a good streaming option this week because they are playing the jets i disagree there are other guys that you can stream julius thomas is not your guy the saints but close enough I'm sorry, the, sorry the saints yes not your guy yeah the saints defense is worse than the jets ah yes. uh, we're getting a ton of action, by the way, on our live chat on YouTube, ladies. And I just wanted to say that there's a lot of talk about Cutler being okay or not okay. And I agree with not okay, in case you didn't notice. Also, <laughs> uh, the offensive linemen that are out on Green Bay, there's some talk about that. Um, agreed, but they had offensive line issues last week and they were a-okay. I think that yeah. these players can play above that. But you're right, that is a little bit of an issue for Ty Montgomery, people in our chat. Um, I did want to ask one question because I don't actually have an answer to this. And I'd like to hear you guys before I type one in. Um, someone asked us, I have a Jay Ajayi, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Ty Montgomery, but I want to fit Chris Carson in somewhere, the dilemma. Well, don't play Chris Carson out of those guys. He's the least consistent. Yeah, right? I mean, you'd still that. stick I mean, with Ajayi and Ty Montgomery. We just covered those two teams, which is why I'm asking, and Dalvin Cook, correct? And Cook, yeah. I mean, if you three out of the four, yeah, you're not playing Chris Carson. I mean, Chris Carson is a talented player, most certainly, but I mean, he did have the same kind of production. Yeah, Ajay had a horrible week, but he's going to bounce back again check on against that wrist. the Saints. Yeah, I agree, and I just think check on that wrist injury for Ty Montgomery is probably okay, but um, that would be the only possibility there. So, thanks, ladies. Wanted to get your second yeah. opinion. All right, moving on to the Steelers, right? 
Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Let's keep this quick and pithy, this Pittsburgh Steelers team. I can help you out on this. Uh, the only Steeler that you definitely need to start uh, is going to be Antonio Brown, who is just amazing, you guys. He's electric, 11 or more targets in each game. He had a me mediocre game against uh, Minnesota at home, uh, wherein the others shined, frankly, like Martavis Bryant and Juju Smith-Schuster that both scored touchdowns. But he still went five for 62. Uh, but he's been over 100. 10 yards in the other two outings, which were on the road, which we know that Ben Roethlisberger is not as good in. So, yeah, he's A-OK. -okay. Uh, listen, I'm never going to tell you to sit Le'Veon Bell, even if he's just mediocre. At least last week, he did score a touchdown. He had a top 10 performance um, at his position. Yes, it was number 10, but it was still a top 10. So I think we're on our way up. There you go. You're not going to get better than Le'Veon Bell, guys. Sorry. Um, and the sleepers, I'm going to say this. There's been a lot of talk about this uh, national anthem stuff, and we have decided collectively as a group that we're not going to get into that today because we're talking about fantasy football. Uh, but I did want to let you guys know that um, Ben Roethlisberger said that he lost sleep, and some people are trying to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't uh, that they had some issues because of the national anthem. I think that's a garbage excuse, and I think Ben Roethlisberger has been playing like he has one foot out the door the entire season. And I'm not going to let anyone off the hook on this one. Um, so I just want to say that, listen, I'm not starting him on the road against a ticked-off Baltimore team that got their butts handed to them by the Jacksonville Jaguars in London, for crying out loud. <laughs> this defense for Baltimore is quite good. I am very surprised at what happened. I mean, basically, Joe Flacco imploded from the inside. We don't know what's going on there, but that Baltimore defense is not going to take this line down, and they're going to take it out on Ben Roethlisberger and his road and home splits this week. So I'm not touching him, but you can if you think this is not the case. But I, I just think that we've really kind of overstated like what happened with him and like his headspace. I don't care about his headspace. I think his headspace is he wants to retire. And I, I, I feel for him. But I'm also ticked off because I play fantasy football. And that's where I'm going to talk about Martavis Bryant. Listen, I mean, the... <laughs> I don't know what to say to you guys. Is boomer bust, just like we said. Unfortunately, a lot of you took him in the fourth round where you think that he needs to be a starter. Uh, we're going to talk later about Joe Mixon. This is another boomer bust guy that you took in the fourth round. I don't know what to say about that. Um, unfortunately, I would not start him on the road against Baltimore. Um, he, of course, got his one touchdown, his one good game at home against Minnesota. Minnesota is not as good against the wide receiver twos as they are against the wide receiver ones. So um, we told you to start him that week, but we're not going to tell you to start him this week, you guys. We just can't. So I'm sorry. Uh, and speaking of people that I'm going to probably feel sorry about, Jesse James has the best matchup of the week against Baltimore. Mercedes Lewis scored three touchdowns on the Baltimore Ravens last week, and he had zero catches off of four targets prior to that. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, yes. Is Jesse James touchdown dependent? Yes, because he's a tight end, people. They all are. They all are. Oh, stop it. Unless stop it's Gronk, give oh. me a break. And you, oh, oh, yeah, and then they're like, I don't, you know, touchdowns are fluky. Get the... Get out of here. Get they out are. of here. You know what? They but are. are tight the ends. tight ends. Exactly. Yeah. Stop yourself. So I'm saying that I think you have worse options than Jesse James against the Ravens. In fact, I made a very funny Twitter uh, tweet out there. I'm If I do say so myself. And I said, <laughs> I said, listen, I think you could do worse than Jesse James because it's touchdown dependent. And that's so Raven. <laughs> yes? Radio silence. Radio <laughs> 
You just oh, make a Disney on, reference. It's so good. Like, that's, that's so Raven. So good. Isn't so it? So good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So good. It's so bad. It's Brandon's so bad. Cute. I love it. I'm you out. so have dad humor, Brandon, and I love that about you. Oh, so good. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about those awesome Ravens, shall we? This should be quick. Um, I don't think anyone would use the word awesome in describing list all these people. Ravens. I have zero starters, zero. And I will say full disclosure, I woke up really early to answer Twitter questions again, West coast time. And so it was like six, five fifty six AM to get up and answer things. And I get done and game starts and you have to stream it on Yahoo, you know, and then I kind of fell asleep a little bit and I, I caught part. I was like, Hey, Blake's looking pretty good. And then I woke up and I was like, what is going on? Like complete and utter beatdown, complete beatdown <laughs> entirely of this team. Unbelievable. Um, my only sleeper even is really Ben Watson. Um, so, you know, he hauled in three of his targets for 12 yards and a touchdown. That makes two nice weeks in a row for him. But I don't think you really get excited about three targets on a bad team. Let's be honest here. Um, I have him in a dynasty league, and that's only because I have no other options, so I have to play him. So I'm at least pleased at getting some action out of him. But he might be one of the only players Flacco can count on on this team, though. So to me, that gives him potentially some streamer value because, as Brandon said, pretty much every tight end other than Gronk is a dart throw. It just kind of is what it is. So, uh, again, sleeper, deep league only. Bench, you're Joe Flacco, outrageous. Eight of 18 for 28 yards and two interceptions. It was so, 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 so bad. He will bounce back. He's not going to have that bad of a week again. But, again, you are not. You weren't playing Joe Flacco in the first place, so you certainly aren't going to do it now. Uh, Brashard Perriman, he was only targeted once and did not catch it because why would he? He now brings his total to one catch for five yards. This is the last time I'm going to mention him until he proves worthy of mentioning. Same goes for Mike Wallace. <laughs> one of five targets for six yards. Wallace now only has three catches for 21 yards on the season. So again, until you prove worthy of me mentioning you, I will not bring you up next week or any week to follow until you do something of note. Uh, Jeremy Macklin, you're, you're thin ice for me right now as well. He hauled in one of five targets for eight yards in a terrible game and only catch came from Mallet when he threw the ball uh, at the very end. So it was a brutal game. Macklin is a flex option in most weeks, but I do not love him this week as the Steelers get up the fewest points to wide receivers. So bench him. Alex Collins, I know we're going to get some questions about this. He's an interesting play. He rushed nine times for 82 yards last week, but it was a lot of junk time. Um, so here's the situation. Did they give him a chance to possibly incorporate him? Maybe. But if they do, it will either A, be at the expense of Buck Allen's rush attempts, he'll still get his pass catching attempts, or B, the passing game is so bad that they will just have to add another runner into the mix to take away, uh, it takes away nothing from either of them. Either way, you're not playing him until you can see what the option is because it's not worth your fantasy value. But the wide receivers is just the, the whole passing offense is so pitiful on this team. I don't even know where to start. Terrence West, not playing him either. He rushed six times for 26 yards. Again, we've got the Buck Allen situation in our hands. Uh, we are now in a three-way timeshare because Terrence West did fumble, so therefore he kind of got benched. You had Buck Allen come in and Alex Collins. We're not really quite sure how that's going to play out. Uh, if we look at the breakdown, Buck Allen, who had an even worse rushing time than Wes, caught eight times for 15 yards. He at least did get five of six for 13 in the air. Um, there were reports that Buck Allen would get the start. 
but that didn't happen. And his first touch didn't come until late in the second quarter. So again, that's also not super encouraging. So this team absolutely has no clue what they're doing, and that is clear. And therefore, you should not be playing these players. Wonderful. All right, but the their defense Bills. is baller. Defense is good. Not against the Jags. Not against the Jags. Yeah. Not against the Jags. Oh, embarrassing. Embarrassing. All right, Buffalo Bills, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So LaShawn McCoy did not have the week that you were hoping for. He rushed 14 times for 21 yards and caught seven passes for 48. Um, But you know what? They play the Broncos, and Zeke was able to bounce back after playing the Broncos, and I think McCoy will as well. So, again, you draft him too high and bench him. You're not benching McCoy. You're playing him. Sleepers. Mike Tolbert is interesting to me, and I have not quite made out what I think. He rushed 11 times for 41 yards last week and nearly had a touchdown, and that makes two out of three games in which he had double-digit touches. I think that gives him a little bit of flex appeal, and he's only owned in 4% of Yahoo leagues. So for people... (laughs) Courtney's showing her uh, that's DeMarcus Ware cup right now. Um, <laughs> but nice. that's who stopped. That's who there. stopped McCoy last week. Yeah, Man. a little Vaughn. It's also who lost the game, but you know, we won't we won't touch oh, on that. Yeah, please. He's not the reason I'm why they kidding. lost the game. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, my husband and I had such a debate about that whole whether that should have been called, but it no shouldn't have been called. We can talk about it right now. It should not have been called. Let the people have fun on the on the field. Gosh darn it. Tyra Taylor was laughing about it. It was funny. It was a joke. We're having fun. Ugh. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, Mike Tolbert, he's an interesting option for people maybe that are Darren Sproles owners out there. And if you're in deep leagues, Tolbert, again, only only 4%. He's out there and he's getting double-digit touches. So there's at least opportunity there. And when you're this deep and you're losing players, I don't know about you, but I've been really hit a lot by injuries thus far this year. We're only in week three. You're looking for opportunity, and that's what Mike Tolbert will at least provide you. Jordan Matthews caught three of five targets for 61 yards. Thus far, Matthews has capped really at six points. So if that's good enough for you, then go for it. I think it's a little early to have that be what the best his option is. Charles Clay, we've talked about how much we like him all year long. Six passes for 39 yards and a touchdown. That means he has scored two out of three games, which is a good thing. This is someone that you should absolutely be playing. Uh, He is a little bit touchdown dependent, but again, as we said, he's a tight end, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. You can stream him. Bench, Zay Jones, hell without a catch this week. Outrageous. The, the upwards projection is not happening that we're looking for, so you just got to bench at this point. And Tyrod Taylor, you're not playing him as well. All right, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, uh, Julio Jones was limited in practice on Wednesday uh, with a back injury. He'll probably stay questionable throughout the week, but supposedly he's going to play, so I wouldn't freak out about it. But everyone's freaking out because he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. And Buffalo has yet to allow a passing touchdown, which is weird, mm-hmm. but true. So <laughs> you're probably going to be disappointed again. But you're not going to bench Julio Jones because look at the other wide receivers. Stop. Yeah, you're not doing it. Every week, I simply will remind you that Devontae Freeman is one of the best football players in the National Football League. I'm not even quite sure it's debatable. Yes. Frankly. Uh, And again, last week, Ryan threw for 294 yards and two touchdowns. He did melt down, though, and threw for three interceptions. (laughs) That screwed some people over. 
You guys, he didn't even throw two interceptions in a game for the entire 2016 season. This yeah. was completely out of character. It made no sense. He'll be fine moving forward. Don't worry about it. I don't know if it was like playing against his BFF, Matthew Stafford or something, and got in his head, but like, wow. What Seriously. the what? Mm. Anyway, always start Matt Bryant. Always, you guys. His scores this season, 12-14-14 beautiful um and by the way don't tell your starting tight end those numbers because they'll probably be jealous mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now uh, as far as sleepers are concerned i told you to start sanu and of course he got his touchdown last week another six target day four catches for 28 yards and thank goodness he got that touchdown but the point is is that this week isn't a great matchup uh but the volume is real so he's an interesting flex option this week um and in PPR leagues moving forward, frankly. You guys, his his volume's real. I mean, this is not going yeah. away. He is for sure the wide receiver, too, and he is going to get six targets every game. It's very, very intriguing. Atlanta's defense can be a streamer, but I'm not doing it this week. This is very interesting. Tyrod Taylor has only thrown 15 interceptions in his entire career, only 13 with Buffalo. That's right. 41 passing touchdowns to only 13 interceptions. And yet this team can't commit to him. We could okay. take a whole show about the craziness of this. I can't. Um, Taylor Gabriel also scored a touchdown last week at Detroit. Um, but this is, isn't the matchup where I would play him, but he is an intriguing options moving forward. And it's a tough matchup for flex extraordinaire, Tevin Coleman. Uh, the bills have given up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. So I wouldn't play him cause he just simply is not getting enough touches. Boom. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Thank God AJ Green bounced back this week or last week, I should say, over 100 yards receiving a touchdown. We do all can crawl out of that deep, dark hole that we were in of worrisome. Uh, this is a good matchup. So, week number two, that you are going to feel good about owning AJ Green and drafting him because it's not going to last for forever, guys. It's a tough, tough year schedule for him um but you're surely playing him against the browns other than green though there are no other wide receivers that should be on your team not on your bench nowhere to be found bye joe mixon hit double digits in standard leagues for the first time last week uh i'm only putting him as a sleeper because he's playing the cleveland browns so he appears to be the main back with a great matchup. So I'm okay with him. Um, he's the main back, says the new offensive coordinator, um, Bill Lazor. Love that. Uh, Bernard is listed as questionable, though, but he should be good to go on Sunday. And Hill, I guess, is the running back three at this point. Um, none of them have been awesome. Again, it's the three-headed monster that's just completely mediocre. So, yep. you know, I, we discussed a little bit before the game. I know both my sisters have feelings on this running back by committee we are talking about here. So I will let them have a moment. Anyone? I just want to ask people to stop trolling me. I'm telling you to start. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm telling you to start Please him versus Scotland. I'm not a moron. Like, 
the talent is not the question here. I just am a skeptic of this offensive line. And unfortunately, until he becomes a 300 pounder and can get out there and block for himself, I'm worried because his number one asset, his number one skill is patience. What he does is he sits, it's Le'Veon Bell does the same thing, right? He sits back, he waits for the hole to appear. There ain't no hole coming. That offensive <laughs> line is terrible. Like, so you're just waiting. And you're going to get hit. And you saw it happen. He'd get hit behind the line of scrimmage because he was waiting. He was like, guys, guys, hello? I mean, he's just Boom. waiting. Boom. And then he gets yeah. his – And the only response he gets, gets is from the defensive line. Right. right. And, 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 and sometimes he breaks it and maybe, like, gets to even or adds one yard. I mean, this is why he's only averaging, like, what is it, 3.4 yards per carry last 3. week 4. and less than that, yep. like, before. Mm -hmm. And so the point is, is that like, it's not his fault. I'm not blaming Joe Mixon. So stop trolling me about Joe Mixon. I'm saying that until they can draft and or get offensive linemen via free agency, I'm concerned rest of season. And I think that's a normal response to have after seeing the Cincinnati Bengals play three games of football. Maybe I'm crazy, but I didn't see anything on that offensive line that made me feel warm and cozy. What about you? Here's Ashley? my issue. Here's my issue is that people talk about Joe Mixon as if he is an RB1. And he is unequivocally not an RB1. And this was my problem all preseason is that he was going so crazy high. His ADP was insane. It started to fall a little bit. But it was such an insane ADP that you were never going to get the value that you needed out of him for where you had to draft him. And if 10 points which is his highest week is good enough for you out of what you consider your RB1 or your RB2, great. That's not good enough for me. So will he potentially get better? Absolutely. Is it going to be the main back? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, like Brandon said, it is a horrible offensive line and a team that can't gel. And as Courtney pointed out at the beginning of the season, they have one of the worst schedules in all of football. They don't, they don't have a lineup where it's going to get easier and the games are, the games are going to open up for them. That's not the case. So the problem is we were laughing about is the people that are, keep asthma Joe Mixon, you're Joe Mixon owners. You own Joe Mixon. So you have to play him because you own him and you drafted them there. So it is what it is at this point in time. But at the same time, don't sit there and say that he's this fantastic player when he 10 points has been his best game. 60 yards off 18 carries has been his best thus far. And that's just it. You're totally trolling me because you want to love Joe Mixon. You're just trying to validate that you picked him up. But I get fine. it. Fine. By but all means, not this our is the time fault. to love him. It's not uh, our fault. Don't tweet at me that I'm somehow messing up your life by just saying he has a bad offensive line and that caps his ceiling because that's football. That's not me. I'm not doing this to you. That's how football works. Sorry. Sorry. Actually, your blouse but he'll be is great screaming, don't tell mom the babysitter's dad. Is it? <gasps> oh, great, yeah. When they make the uniforms, you know, at the end, and they're mm -hmm. like, she's like mixing it. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, I'll get to the bench of the Cincinnati Bengals because that's always fun. Andy Dalton, he has only had 22 fantasy points over three weeks. That's not like 22 fantasy <laughs> so points bad. last week so bad. <laughs> where he so had a good bad. game. <laughs> it's 22 over three weeks. The only quarterback worse than him is Joe Flacco. That's including the quarterbacks who've only played two games. So good job. Good job, Andy Dalton. 
Uh, Tyler Eifert. Uh, Eifert is listed as doubtful after missing last week's game. It doesn't look good for him to make his return anytime soon, you guys. Uh, You may just need to drop him and move on. Sorry. His replacement is Tyler Croft. Um, But we do not have him as a starter this week. So, no. All right, the Browns. Oh, you want to talk about starters? We'll have to talk about a different team. Uh, Sleepers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kaiser had a nice fantasy day, though, actually, uh, last week. He absolutely did at Indianapolis. But people, stop. Please don't at me about Kaiser either. Um, This poor rookie has thrown three interceptions in each of his last two games. Uh, And and, and by the way, I I just want to be real here. He also lost a fumble. Yeah. Um, You know, his fantasy numbers are saved because he rushes in for touchdowns. That's true. That's good. Um, But I'm not having it. And you want to know why I'm not having it? Because it's screwing everyone else on this team in terms of being fantasy relevant. I will say that a possible sleeper is going to be um, Duke Johnson uh, with 26.4 points total on the season. He is the second highest scoring fantasy option on this team. (laughs) Total. Again, that's kind of like Andy Dalton numbers, actually. A little bit better than Dalton, though. How sad is that? Um, Yeah, so listen, he showed up in the injury report for the first time this season with a shoulder injury. That's something you want to keep an eye on, although it's expected for him to start. Um, Listen, I, you know, he's the only guy I would consider really in a flex position, um, except for, actually, I lied. David Njoku is their rookie tight end, and he's had a touchdown now in each of the last two games. It looks like he's going to be a red zone and or end zone target for them. So I'm okay with you taking a flyer in like GPP formats or super deep leagues. He is okay for me. And also, this is a stretch, but Cleveland got interceptions against Big Ben and Joe Flacco. They recovered fumbles against Baltimore and Indianapolis, both on the road. If the Cincinnati Bengals are a little down over their tough loss uh, to Green Bay, I think that they could get some turnovers here, people. I think if you're looking for a sleeper defense, I'm suggesting Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals give the fourth most fantasy points to opposing defenses on the bench. Well, if your quarterback's throwing three interceptions a game, it's difficult for other people to score. Um, And as I said last week, the Browns are going to Brown. And I suggested playing Britt over Higgins. I hope you did. Because Higgins, wow, he went from uh, Mr. Man to two catches for 10 yards. Britt was the one with uh, three catches, but it was for 54 yards and a touchdown. Thank goodness for that touchdown. I'm not starting Crowell this week. Questionable with a shoulder injury, although he should be fine. Um, But I have some contrarian advice for you. Are you someone who's struggling at zero and three and have David Johnson or used to? Or maybe you have him on IR. I'm one of those people. I'm going to trade low for Isaiah Crowell. And I know that sounds insane. That sounds insane. But he continues to get touches. And at this point, he is one of the only starting running backs you can still buy low on at this point because people are so disappointed because they overdrafted him. I am buying low on Isaiah Crowell because I think that this quarterback is going to get a little bit better. And at some point, they're going to have to run the ball. You guys, they're just going to have to. That's that's how football works. So um, if you're desperate, if you're taking a desperate flyer, not this week, but moving on rest of season, I would consider trading low for Isaiah Corral. I like that, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. We got the Los Angeles Rams, the Dallas Cowboys. 
Man, I got this game so right and so wrong. It's amazing. It is amazing, amazing how right and wrong I got this game. First of all, did Jared Goff break out again? Yes. He had a huge game. Uh, was Todd Gurley still at the top? Yes. He had a huge game. But it was Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods who just carried away that game like a crazy thing. Um, the good news is the Rams offense looks great. Uh, and, and I think they're going to have a high floor as a unit moving forward. The bad news is that they seem to be rotating usage at the wide receiver yeah. position, and it's going to be very frustrating each week as to who you're going to decide to start. Um, so on that note, you start Todd Gurley, obviously. Um, the only person that is doing better than him right now is Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt is better than all of us. Okay? So <laughs> should you. Yep. Um, also, on the same note, uh, Greg Zerline <laughs> – Okay, he's the number three kicker right now in the league. He's only behind Ryan Suckup and Matt Bryant. Here's what's really weird. Matt Bryant's in like 98% ownership. Suckup, 47% ownership. He's the number one kicker in the league right now. Greg Zerline, 29% ownership in Yahoo leagues right now, you guys. He is number three in the league on an offense that continues to rumble. Wake up, you guys. Los Angeles Rams are not the same Rams as last year. Get Greg Zerline if you play with kickers. If you don't play with kickers, well, congrats. But if you do, stop leaving points on the table. And Cairo Santos just went to IR this week. There's so many kickers on IR and losing jobs and missing kicks. Why would you not get Greg Zerline? I have no understanding of what's going on. I bumped Zerline into the top 10, and I am at least 10% higher than a lot of our counterparts. And I'm it's, like, I don't understand crazy. why he's not up here. Because you said he's like, what, the third highest scoring kicker? Like, yes! And it's a decent match matchup. So I'm like, why is he score literally nine being ranked in the 20s when this guy should definitely be in the top 10? So we go look at our rankings. We have him in the top 10 for where you should be playing him. I joked and some guy was like, I hate it when SiriusXM talks about eliminating positions, but I was joking and I was like, we should eliminate tight ends instead of kickers because actually kickers are pretty consistent. You just don't pay attention to them. Anyway, sleepers are going to be Sammy Watkins. Uh, he broke out last week with six catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns, which by the way, how much did I like shrivel inside when every single touchdown had Cooper Cup blocking? Yeah. You saw his little jersey blocking. He's like a huge part of every score, but... We don't get points for that. Uh, anyway, listen, uh, he sustained a concussion during the game. Uh, he is still in concussion protocol, but he did practice on a limited basis. That's a good sign. But concussions are iffy, so you need to pay attention to this. This is a big deal because they're going up against the Dallas Cowboys who score points. So listen, I have Goff as a borderline streamer right now with um, the fact that Watkins, I'm thinking Watkins won't play. If Watkins does play, I move Goff up a little bit here. Um, but either way, they're going to have to score points, but I think they're going to try to run more with Todd Gurley. I, it's going to be intriguing though, either way. And then two games in a row where uh, Cup caught a ball on the one yard line. But as far as I'm concerned, if you're in a, a deep league and you, you have to drop you're not if you're in a deep league, you keep them, you keep them on your bench. But if you're in a shallow league, you can totally drop them and pick them back up. But if Sammy Watkins isn't playing, he's the only other guy out there with Robert Woods. And here's the problem: he killed it last week. Robert Woods with six catches for 108 yards. The week before, though, he only caught one of his four targets for eight yards. It's a yo-yo thing with this guy. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. So I apologize. Gerald Everett, though, played last week, but not really. He had that thigh injury. He's off the injury report, though. Big player. 
Uh, I still have him on the bench, though, against the Cowboys, but he is intriguing. And I'm not starting their defense versus Dak and company. And yes, I said Dak and company, not Zeke and company, because I think Dak Prescott is fantastic. Boom. All right, Ashley, you tell us. <laughs> I also like Dak. I don't know if I'd call it Dak and company. I mean, maybe, but I mean, last week was clearly a Zeke game, right? They want to get Zeke back into, into a good mindset after the complete beat down he got with the Broncos. Uh, he rushed 22 times for 80 yards and a touchdown. Plus he caught three of his four targets on top of that for an additional 14 yards. He did bounce back and finally started to ramp up in the second half. The first half wasn't that great, but he definitely in the second half came to Zeke life. Uh, it should be a good week. The Rams actually get the second most points to running back. So I think you can feel completely fine about Ezekiel Elliott. And of course, if you drafted Ezekiel Elliott, there's absolutely no scenario other than he starts serving a suspension where you're not playing Ezekiel Elliott. So should have told you that you're starting him. My sleepers is Dak Prescott. I do like Prescott, like Brand says, but he only threw 18 passes. He completed 13 of them. It was only for 183 yards. He did have two touchdowns, but he had 16 yards rushing and a third touchdown that he scored himself. So he had quite a nice little game himself. My issue is I don't expect the same kind of production this week against the Rams. I think he should be able to put up between 15 and 15 and 20 points, I guess, I would say maybe. Um, so it'll be a horrible week, but I think you got some other options out there because a lot of people didn't even draft deck. So my biggest issue comes with Des Bryant, who I've got in the sleeper category, and I know it seems a little bit odd. I don't have him as a starter, but Des is not Des. I don't – he's only targeted twice, two times. That is so crazy that you it's only really target weird. your lead receiver – two times something is going on and I don't know what it is and it doesn't make sense to me that you that is the most that you would target him it just doesn't make sense yes only through 18 passes but still to only target Des Bryant twice makes no sense it was only for 12 yards at least he did get a touchdown that saved it on the day for you um but still I don't love that I think Des for me based on targets and production is a wide receiver three or a flex role but I just I I'm really not sure what's going on here because again that just doesn't make sense uh, bench Terrence Williams he only caught three or four for 47 and Cole Beasley was only targeted once. So the whole Beasley decline is really sad to me, but, um, I don't know. I think we're seeing a bit more of an insurgence from Bryce Butler, uh, who caught both of his targets, but it's for 90 yards. And one of them was for a touchdown. He scored a 37 yard touchdown on his first catch. And then he got a 53 yarder after that he's boomer bust. And again, if you're in deep leagues, he's somebody that you can take a look at because Dak does like, he does look for Bryce Butler. Bryce Butler is now their big play guy. So, um, he's an option in deep leagues. All right, we got the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans, the Titans. Marcus Mariota, we have him ranked number nine. It's a great matchup. He's got tons of weapons, and he should have plenty of opportunities for fantasy points this week. So I like Marcus Mariota. Rashard Matthews, gosh, I love him. He saw 10 targets last week, 87 mm -hmm. yards, and a touchdown. Again, this is a great matchup for him. He should produce similar numbers this week. Play him. DeMarco Murray really screwed fantasy overs last week. You want to talk about Jordan Howard? Let's talk about Murray. Oh, the Titans sure did make it seem his hamstring injury was worse than it was, didn't they? Well done, nice Tennessee. Acting. Nice acting, jerks. Drama. Dominated last week while he was on your bench with over 100 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Henry owners will have to wait to start him. Sorry, it is not yet Henry time. 
This is a tough matchup, though, but I still am starting him. Delaney Walker is day-to-day -day with his hamstring injury. He didn't practice Wednesday, so keep an eye on him. But obviously, if he plays, you are playing him. Sorry I didn't get you amazing fantasy points last week, but he'll do better. And it's tight ends. Uh, Ryan Suckup, number nine. We got him in. He's awesome. Uh, sleepers, Eric Decker had has a decent targets. He just isn't able to get that touchdown. So mm -hmm. he will hit eventually. Um, I'm not waiting around for him. I didn't draft him anywhere, but I'm just saying it might be the week he gets a touchdown. It might be the week. So if you're holding on to him, it's a good matchup. I don't know. <laughs> fingers crossed, but that's how it is with Eric Decker. It's always fingers crossed. Um, Houston Texans, DeAndre Hopkins. This is a great matchup for Hopkins as well. He should be in your lineup. Uh, he ha has had seven receptions in each of his game last in each of the games, the three weeks. So, so in PPR, he's a must start. Um, very rarely does somebody catch seven targets nowadays. Um, he will be limited in practice. He was limited in practice on Wednesday as well. Um, so you can keep an eye on his status, but we should be good. Now, Lamar Miller has been struggling lately. Oh, oh it hurts. Oh. It hurts, Miller. It doesn't help that Dante Foreman is biting at his heels. Uh, the Texans did throw a lot last week. Um, they really abandoned the run. So hopefully he will get more opportunity. This is Miller I'm talking about this week. But guys, you need to make sure you pick up Foreman because that's he looks good. He does look good. They're not giving him tons of opportunity, but they might eventually. So that's unfortunate. I think Bill O'Brien's offense is bizarre. I think Bill O'Brien is maybe the worst coach in football. Oh, Bill Ben McAdoo, man. It's a tough call. I could not believe how piss poor his clock management is. Like it was so outrageous, outrageous. Like I just, and the quarter whisper in what world? In what world are you a quarterback whisperer? It's easy to whisper to Tom Brady, am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's real easy. I could whisper to Tom Brady. It's, yeah. This is a team that's struggled for a long time. So it's Ryan. not gonna just Do change Do you think Will Fuller is gonna be a thing? Everyone in our chat's talking about Will Fuller. So listen, I've told you guys to pick up Will Fuller and stash him on your bench for a while. Um, do I think he's automatically going to come in and be a thing? No, I don't. I, listen, you have a rookie rookie quarterback, and that's going to take a moment to build a little bit of chemistry. Um, but I like Will Fuller a lot. Uh, I think if Houston Texans know how to use him, he could be productive going forward. But I'm not starting him yet. Listen, we're still talking about the Texans here, okay? DeAndre Hopkins is getting nine fantasy points, and we're excited. So back up. Back up. I do think he has opportunity to be a big play guy because I do like Deshaun Watson's ability to scramble and potentially find him in that broken coverage. But I think Courtney's right. It's going to take time for that. It's it's going to take a moment. So don't just jump right into it. Um, Deshaun Watson, he's on the bench. It was a great game last week with 301 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the two interceptions. He's getting better, but I don't trust him unless you are in a two-quarterback league. Um, not only has his fantasy points been going up each week, which is very wonderful, but he also has a great matchup this week. So it's not he's not a bad flyer in daily options. I don't I don't hate him. 
All right, we'll move on to the uh, Detroit Lions of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, poor Lions. Such that a was sad end. So team. brutal. Oh. It was the right call, though. It, it was the right call, but like to end a game like that is just so not oh. right. It's not right. It's not I right. I think I well, like every single person on the Detroit Lions team. Yeah, just in general, as a as a person, yeah. or okay, well that's maybe good too. and and as players, I think. Okay. <laughs> well, that might be a stretch. Yeah, let's not get too crazy here. Listen, Matthew Stafford, we have him ranked number eight. You're starting him. He did do better than Matt Ryan last week, which I said he would, but not by much. <laughs> this shootout didn't really happen and like didn't really translate into fantasy points for our quarterbacks, unfortunately. But this, this isn't my favorite matchup for Stafford either, but I'm still playing him unless you have the seven guys that are above him in our rankings. Then you can start them over Stafford, but. He's still ranked high. Um, you're starting Tate this week. He had his first touchdown, um, a mini to come last week. Uh, but I think this will be a bit of a shootout. So I like him. He is getting covered by Xavier Rhodes. I'm sure he'll, he'll shadow him. Um, so he's not going to have huge production, but I still think he's going to be good. And I like Marvin Jones still. I am not holding out on him. He may have kind of screwed me over last week, but I'm not – down on the dumps. I think with Xavier Rhodes on Tate, it's going to leave Jones open, and I like it. And Galladay has been limited in practice with a hamstring injury, um, and he hasn't done much since week one, so that, too, could leave an opening for Jones. Matt Prater, obviously. Uh, he had crazy amount of fantasy points last week. I don't want to talk about kickers necessarily in fantasy points because you can't really predict that. But you can just predict the team is going to give – the man, the opportunity, you know, they, they often will just go with it. They'll go for it with Prater and you got to love that. You got to just love that. Uh, Detroit's defense. Listen, everybody has Detroit's defense ranked low and I understand, right? They're playing the Vikings. The Vikings have torn people to shreds. Totally understand that. Right. It doesn't matter. Detroit is still going to get fantasy points on their defense. They're still going to do it. I, I'm sorry. I, I realize I haven't ranked higher than everybody else, and I'm not denying the numbers, but they're the only team that's like seven fantasy points in week four is like better than 80% of the defenses are going to be getting if he gets seven fantasy points. And I think he's going to get more. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I just, I can't. I can't. If they can score 13 fantasy points against the Atlanta Falcons, I think they can do double digits against the Vikings. Even crazy, scary Case Keenum. <laughs> How funny was it, though? Amazing. That it happened oh, again. I mean, we amazing. laughed the whole yeah. Sirius XM radio show yes. about the scary Case Keenum and Dirk Cutter acting like he was really worried about Case Keenum. And then Case Keenum went in there and just and just them blew them up. Him. Blew him. them up. I. Oh, I told my Ashley husband that tweeting. I was like, no, they're really scared of Case Keenum, not the Vikings, not the defense, no. Case not Keenum. Stephon Diggs, Case Keenum. Case freaking Keenum. Congrats, Case Keenum. And he did Keenum. it again, and he did it again. It's amazing. You know who did it again, too? Eric Ebron. He did it again with his nine yards off of seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, he did it again. He is my new Jason Witten. He, I will let Jason Witten go now. Jason Witten, you're fine. Eric Ebron. Okay. Honor hit list. You can never start him. You can never start him. 
I'm sorry. Sorry. I did it again. Again. I I got my cards. (laughs) And that's it. Oh, baby, baby. Oh, Eric takes me off. Uh, I know my my singing's bad, but. Oh, Eric Ebron. Yeah, that's bad too. All right. And I am not starting any of the running backs against the Vikings, even though Abdullah tied his record high of 86 yards again. He too did it again. Exact. Way to go. Way to go, Abdullah. You're you're impressive. Gotta love him. But seriously, the Vikings are really good. So you're not playing. You're not playing them. It's pretty rare that you can actually say a hard number is someone's ceiling. And the fact that you can literally say 86, 86 yards. yards is someone's ceiling. It's impressive. You know, it's consistency. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, this was, 86, glass, this was 86 total yards in week okay, so that, uh, two. I think yards. it was 86 rushing yards, but that was all he got. He didn't have any receiving yards that game. So still 86 yards. So, yeah, the Vikings, Ashley. <laughs> I could not keep it together last week watching the game. And I did, I think I immediately tweeted both of you about Case Keenum. I can't remember what my tweet was. <laughs> like, oh my God. Third time's a charm. Third, Third time's a charm. charm. Case Keenum. Uh, sad but true. So um, we're going to start with our update about Sam Bradford because obviously everything relies on this for this team, but maybe not. Because Case Keenum is the man. Um, you have to, you, if I was the Buccaneers, I would really seriously try to pick up Case Keenum in the offseason just to have on my bench so I don't have to play against him the next year because it just <laughs> happens every time that, that the starting quarterback gets hurt. It's Case Keenum and he comes in and destroys them. I would just, I would. It's him and totally Dirk, man. It's him and Dirk. They've got, they've got a possibility. Thing. Awesome. And it, Sorry. and it doesn't work out for Dirk. So, uh, <laughs> so okay. Okay. Vikings update. Sam Bradford. His knee is, we don't know whether he's going to play or not in week four. Coach Zimmer called Bradford day to day. He did confirm that Bradford will be the team starter, despite the fact that big, bad, scary Case Keenum did have a heck of a week. He had a great week. So where does this leave the Teddy Bridgewater talk? Because now there's that talk. So allegedly Teddy Bridgewater uh, will be healthy enough to play uh, when he's eligible, and he will not be eligible until week seven. But then the word on the street is that they're going to proceed with caution with Teddy Bridgewater, which means that if Case Keenum is playing well and Bradford's not playing, I don't know why they would jump ship from Case Keenum to Teddy Bridgewater. So we've got a weird situation here. I don't know what's going on with Bradford. I mean, he had a second opinion, and there's no structural damage to his knee. So I don't know if this is more of a mental element, um, which is a little bit scary because you don't then you really don't know when he's going to come back. So. It's a bruised bone, though. So yeah, that's the same bad, thing. Right? I'm going to talk about it with it's, Melvin Gordon, too. It, it's swelling is the issue. It's swelling, it's, but I think it's also his surgically repaired knee, and I think there's just also some, like, nervousness about it, which I get. I get. Well, Case Keenum's head's probably swelling after last week. <laughs> he played well. In he was good way. In a 25 good way. of 33 for 369 yards and three touchdowns. So, yeah, Dirk, you got Keenumed again. I watched All or Nothing. I like Case Keenum and his wife. They seem nice. Yeah, they they seem very nice. But um, I, the relevant. good news, the, the good relevant. news for us, <laughs> it is not why. <laughs> 
here's the good news is we don't have to be worried about our players on this team because Case Keenum is in. Okay. We, I mean, Case Keenum's going to be able to get it done. Um, so you're playing Dalvin Cook, you know, 97 yards and a touchdown. You're playing him again this week. And he had five of five targets for 72. So, yeah, you're playing Dalvin Cook. Stephon Diggs had an insane game, 173 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, you're playing him. And even Adam Thielen, who didn't seem like he had that great of a game because he's been overshadowed by the greatness that was Stephon Diggs, still had 98 yards. I'm so obsessed you, with Adam Thielen. You are playing all of them. You are able to play Diggs and Thielen, period, and Cook. So sleepers are, are no sleepers. You're either playing them or you're not. I will say Kyle Rudolph is the only one I'm concerned with because he only was targeted twice. And when you... And for four yards. And when you've got your quarterback throwing for 369 yards and three touchdowns and you are only targeted twice, that does not bode well for him. So you, I, my opinion, you have to bench him until we, well, I don't say have to, depending on who your options are, but we're not going to have the same expectation of Kyle Rudolph as we did previously because we just, Keenum doesn't seem to be thrown to him. Yeah, except it's a tight end position, so you're definitely starting Kyle Rudolph. Because why? Who wants? Who wants? I ask you. All right, we got the Carolina Panthers, the New England Patriots. Let's start off with the bench because that's where they all should be. Cam Newton, you, you guy, he's awful. It's awful. When Kaiser, McCowan, Brissett, and Keenum. And Goff have more fantasy points than your quarterback. It's time to move on. I'm not saying drop against the Saints. Against against, against the, the Saints. Saints. That's we, had, we had the benchmark. If he couldn't produce against this game, you didn't necessarily drop, but you need to bench him and move on. Right? Move on. Yeah. I am. I have to. I have to. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't continue to put him in your starting lineup. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And no, mm -mm. not against the Patriots. You just, I'm just not doing it. Calvin Benjamin did not practice on Wednesday after leaving the game early on Sunday with a knee injury. That's almost screwed me. Um, he has been pretty bad anyway, so hopefully you have found somebody else to replace him um, from your bench or your waiver wire or something because you need to move on. That leaves Devin Funches and Curtis Samuel. I like Funches more, seeing how he had 10 targets last week after Benjamin left the game. So mm. that is promising. Who I really think will benefit will be McCaffrey. The Patriots uh, have been really struggling with pass catching backs. And that's a good thing for Carolina because nothing else is working for them. So awesome. Uh, I know the Patriots take away the best player. <laughs> you find that one. I'm sure the Panthers <laughs> are trying to look. Hello, where are you? Greg Olson, oh, he's on IR. You're so Ouch. mean. Uh, I'm just Belichick, like, racking his brain. He's like, crap, who do I actually target? They're all terrible. Who do wow. I target? Oh, my. Terrible. You are so evil. They're terrible. But they're yeah. not very good at pass catching back. So you're going to start McCaffrey. And you might start Stewart, too, guys. I mean, he's. I think he's a good flex option this week. Newton if I were the Panthers, I'd only run the ball. Neaton will need both of his backs to yeah. do well if he plans on being competitive against the New England Patriots. He has to. So, of course, you do run the risk of Stewart, you know, won't be used as much because they'll abandon the run. But good thing for you, Cam Newton can't throw the ball. His shoulder hurts. So, <laughs> I don't even know if Cam Newton's going to make it through the whole game this week. I'm not kidding you. I think he might get benched. And not benched just because of his bad play, but benched because he's hurt. He shouldn't be playing. He, they put him in too soon. He clearly is still injured. So I know that he's like a hardcore guy, but 
it's time to leave. And no need to start Ed Dixon. He's the tight end. <laughs> Thanks no for reminding us. <laughs> no Greg Olson. Uh, someone in the chat just said the Broncos ruined Cam. Hasn't been the same player since back-to-back -back games against the Broncos. Yeah, I, you know, it's bad yeah. news. It's bad You're news. Welcome. All right, so as far as I'm doing the Patriots, also Cheers. bad news. Uh, unless you have the Patriots, to which I say... Cheers to you. Mm. Tom Brady's an obvious start. Rob Gronkowski is the only tight end I want to have on my life anywhere. Um, Gillisley didn't need to be the goal line back last week because they were just throwing all over the place. Uh, but he's fine. I'm still starting him. He always has goal line touchdowns potential, you guys. It's fine. Um, of the wide receivers, I just want to say this real quick. Danny Amendolia. Uh, Anadolia, Danny, nice. like Narnia. No, uh, Danny Amendola was the highest scoring wide receiver in week one. Then it was Chris Hogan in week two. Then it was Brandon Cooks in week three. And only in week three has the second wide receiver, which in that case was Chris Hogan, also scored double-digit fantasy points. So in other words, just flip a coin, see what happens. Go, okay, I'll start that guy. Because literally that's what it is. And and you can sit here and tell me, oh, snap counts. Let me tell you something. Chris Hogan is leading in snap counts. I get it. I see the same stats as everybody else. But he also is one of the leaders in snap counts last season and ended outside of the top 25 in wide receivers in terms of overall scoring. So so we, we, we can't depend just on snap counts when it comes to the Patriots. It really is rolling the dice. Uh, speaking of rolling the dice on uh, the wide receivers, I'm not starting James White this week. Uh, the Panthers have only allowed 30 yards uh, passing to, or receiving, I'm sorry, to uh, the running back position this entire season. And he's not getting enough touches to feel good about that. So I'm out. Uh, Philip Dorsett is questionable with a knee injury. Uh, I'm out. And then Rex Burkhead was out last week, still questionable and isn't practicing with a rib injury. I am out. Out. Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets. This is going to be an in and out matchup. Boom. Super Bowl champs, Jacks. Hey, no. looked like it last week. <laughs> I Cheers, still can't Jacks. get over it. I can't get over it. But let me say, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. Leonard Fournette rushed 70 times for 59 yards and had a touchdown. 21 yards as well in the air. He's a must-start. You're playing Leonard Fournette. That's not interesting because we already know that. The rest of the team is just interesting. I said earlier this year that Blake Bortles will end up in the top 10 quarterbacks. I'm not 100% sure on my bold statement at the beginning of the year, but I'm feeling a little bit better about it after last week. He finally <laughs> looked like he felt comfortable, right? It looked like they yeah, finally figured they this offensive out, the offense out. The offensive line actually performed well. And I want to point out the Ravens, as Brandon said, they are a very good defense. So this wasn't like Blake Bortles figured it out against the Dolphins. He figured it out against a really good defense. Yes, it was in London. Maybe this is the spark that they needed. So I am willing to put Blake Bortles in the sleeper category here for people that are streaming quarterbacks. He was 20 of 31 for 244 yards and four touchdowns. And he only threw seven times in the second half. And then he was pulled. So he could have had an insane game. He was the fifth highest scoring quarterback last week. And that is even while being pulled from the game because it was such a blowout. Such a blowout. Now, what I will say is, is that are you pulling to play him this week? 
I don't know. It's the Jets. It's a good chance he may do well. But I think he's someone that you should be considering if you are streaming quarterbacks because Blake Bortles is one of those guys that they're a horrible team. They're not going to do well, but he always seems to find his way into the top 10 quarterbacks. Believe it or not, he does. So just put him on your radar. Try to put the beginning of the season and preseason out of your mind. There is a chance you could stream him. I don't know if this is the week, but I'm saying future consideration because fantasy-wise – there's an option there. Mercedes Lewis, he was four of five for 62 yards and three touchdowns. He probably won't repeat that, but I'm okay with the dart throw because again, I'm pretty much okay with any dart throw to tight end because they are all dart throws. And what this happened here is that he, with Bortles, found someone that he feels confident is actually going to catch the ball, be able to play. Again, this is a serious dart throw, but a potential option. I will say that I called Marquise Lee having a lot of targets at our Series XM show, and he did. He was four of seven for 65, and that's because I was all in the first half. So it could have been a huge game if it was not for a beatdown. And Alan Hearns has scored a touchdown. Uh, this is his third touchdown now. So he's a second-half player kind of guy. So if you're watching him, just don't pay attention the first half. Don't panic because he always gets his points in the second half, and be okay with that. There's, there's value there. Hashtag year of the Hearns. You're right? the Hearns. Might be. Hey, could be. Chris Ivory's a potential flex option. He's on my bench right now. The Jets to give the seventh most points. Um, he only had uh, 17 yards rushing, 25s in the air. I think you have better options, but if you're super desperate, he's a potential. Nice. All right, the Jets. In PPR leagues, you can start Austin's Safarian Jenkins. Yes. All right, he's a sleeper, but he caught five balls, which is more than most tight ends were even targeted. So let's just be honest. The Jaguars have given up the third most fantasy points to tight ends this year. So we're throwing darts, people. This is tight ends. We're throwing darts. Here we are. It's the best matchup for uh, the Jets. Other than that, I, I'm not doing it, I guess. Uh, the Jaguars destroyed the Ravens last week in London. I'm putting... Powell, Curse, and Anderson is deep sleepers, but play them at your own risk. Other than that, Josh McCowan, bench. Matt Forte is doubtful with turf toe. Toe injuries are not good. All right, San Francisco 49ers, the Arizona Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers. Carlos Hyde, huge game last week, but of course that means – He's injured this week because that's the roller coaster of the hide. Every time with this guy, he's limited all week. But if he plays, you're playing, even though it is a tough matchup. He is all the 49ers have. Okay, okay. You can start Pierre Gerson. He saw another 10 targets last week. And when Hoyer is throwing to him, he does well. I can't guarantee that he's going to have that many targets, but and I certainly can't guarantee that he's going to have 142 yards again this week. But, hey, seven catches in PPR is worth a flex spot in my book. And on the bench, you guys, Brian Hoyer, I'm sorry, don't let last week fool you. He had 3.22 points in week one and 1.96 fantasy points in week two. Now, granted, all together is still more than Andy Dalton, but you're not playing <laughs> Brian Hoyer. <laughs> not playing Brian Hoyer. Uh, and George Kittle, just because that's a cool name, uh, he's on your bench too. Ashley the Cardinals. 
<laughs> Sorry. I love that stat of uh, Brian Hoyer. That's great. Um, Carson Palmer actually looked like piping hot last week. What world are we living where Blake Bortles and Carson Palmer are looking fantastic? Uh, but he completed 29 of 48 passes for 325 yards and had two touchdowns. He's got a great matchup this week. I think he's a must play. If you are someone who streams, I think Carson Palmer is a great play this week. Larry Fitzgerald. Man, it was the Larry show, and that's my favorite kind of show. He was caught 13 of his 15 targets for 149 yards and a touchdown. You can take a deep breath, Larry Fitzgerald owners. I am also someone that was nervous from the week prior, but you know what, guys? He is back, and he looks good. Love me some Larry. Those are my only two must-starts on this team. There are no sleepers. Everyone else is on the bench. John Brown, he did work out um, on Monday. But that's a step in the right direction, but he's not going to be playing anytime soon. J.J. Nelson has a hamstring injury, so keep your eye on him. Jerron Brown caught two of his six targets for 27 yards and a touchdown, but they are all risky plays, so I don't love any of them. Jermaine Gresham caught five of his nine targets for 47 yards, but pipe down, don't get too excited. The targets are not there overall, and Palmer was basically throwing to the water boy as well this game. No, don't do it, don't get excited. And then running back situation, I don't like any of them. You need to wait for this to get sorted out. Chris Johnson rushed 12 times for 17 yards and one catch for four yards, not what you're looking for. Um, he did get the start, but Andre Ellington out-snapped him. Um, so, and Kerwin Williams played in only one snap. So you can absolutely drop Kerwin Williams. Andre Ellington's an intriguing play for me as he did rush five times for 22, but he caught five of his eight targets for 59. So he's a decent PPR flex option. And a quick reminder, you guys, to listen to our SiriusXM show on Saturday nights. We actually had an Arizona Cardinals beat reporter on, and he was brutally honest about J.J. Nelson. I pulled him from a lot of lineups after hearing his interview where he was like, no, this hamstring injury is really bad. Don't play him. And I was like, oh, okay. We hadn't heard it in black and white like that until our Saturday night show. So make sure to tune in to SiriusXM, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Boom. Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Chargers. All right. I'll shun Jeffrey. Ertz, Ertz, He's a given. Ertz, yeah. Again, the target. The rave in my mind. 10 targets. Caught eight of them, 55 yards, and a touchdown. I told you he's going to get Every that touchdown. Finally. Week. I told you he finally got his touchdown. Love us some Ertz. He's a must start, period. End discussion. That's a, not a dart throw. So if you got a Zach Ertz, you're definitely playing him. Alshon Jeffrey caught half his targets, four of eight for 56 yards. He will do better this week, but hey, you drafted him. So you're playing him regardless. So if he's if he's healthy, you're playing him, and you're just hoping that he actually plays well. Carson Wentz, I'm going to go ahead and say is a must-start. 21 of 31 for 176 yards and a touchdown. He rushed uh, for 22 yards as well. He was the sixth-highest-scoring quarterback right now. Uh, he has a good matchup this week, so play him. I like him. And shout-out to Jake Elliott, the kicker who won the game. I think it was a 61-yard field goal as a rookie, longest for a rookie. Fantastic. Good for you, Jake Elliott. Very exciting. Um, and everybody else is on the bench. So as a quick note, Eagles signed Ken John Barner for a one-year contract. He's a running back. He's not going to get any play, but they're just stacking up because Darren Sproles tore his ACL as well as broke his arm uh, in a play last week. So he's out for the season. So what does this mean for the running backs? No one really knows. One would think that Blunt should benefit, but I'm just not sure. In regards to touches last week, Wendell Smallwood had 13 compared to Blunt's 12. Uh, they had newbie come in, Corey Clement, who had six touches. He actually looked pretty decent, I thought. He had 22 yards and a touchdown in the game. But Blunt had 67 yards at a touchdown. But Wendell Smallwood had 71 yards, uh, and he caught a pass for nine yards. So, 
Eagles offensive coordinator said that there is no doubt that Wendell Smallwood will be in for an increased role with Sproles out, but I just don't know. I mean, he did outsnap Blunt, but Blunt's the goal line guy. So I think I'm still probably leaning Blunt, but uh, I hate everything Smallwood the Eagles has an option. Except except Ertz. So that's my feeling. If you're, but if you're deep, you know, and you need something, you can go get Wendell Smallwood for the most part. I just don't know if it's something that you really want to play. It's really risky. No consistency. All right, Brandon, the Chargers. All right, let's keep this. Listen, the, the Chargers are exactly who we thought they were, and that can be good and bad, and you're welcome. Okay, first of all, Melvin Gordon has a minor bone bruise in his knee. This is The reason why this is bad is that it's only a bruise, which is great. It's fine, but it does cause swelling, and that's what we're talking about with Sam Bradford as well. And the problem is that this bone bruise is on the same knee that he had microfracture surgery on his rookie season. So there's a possibility that they hold him out or reduce his workload like they did last week based on the fact that they want him to be okay. I want him to be okay too. So if he doesn't play, I'm actually okay with that. But you need to keep an eye on this injury for sure. He has scored a touchdown in each of his performances so far this season. So obviously he's a stud, but uh, him being a starter is all dependent on what goes on with this bone bruise. Brandon Oliver is his handcuff just in case, but you do not want to be in that situation. And he will not produce by like Mar um, Melvin Gordon. So... There you go. Uh, nine or more targets in each game for Keenan Allen, so start him. Uh, how do you solve a problem like Philip Rivers? <laughs> how do you catch a cloud and pin it down? Uh, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Classic. 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 Philip Rivers is back. He's back. Is Josh McCowan here? Uh, Mid-season mm. form, <laughs> Philip. Mid-season. Mm. Late season, because you know what it used Late. to be. You could start Philip Philip Rivers for eight games, and then not for eight games. Like the first eight games were great, and the second eight games were garbage. Now you never know. But it's perfect, you guys. This is who Philip Rivers is. You can see the entire offense, and they're all their coaches are just like what. So in that case, I don't think you can play Tyrell Williams. He's completely attached to whether or not Philip Rivers can be decent, and unfortunately, he's not getting enough volume to make up for Philip Rivers turning over the ball so much. So that's a problem. Uh, you know, this is an issue for anyone uh, not named Keenan Allen, frankly. So don't talk to me about Benjamin. Don't talk to me about anyone else. Hunter Henry. Caught all seven of his passes uh, in week two, or all seven of his targets, I should say. Um, and then in weeks one and three, he got zero targets. This makes no sense. And by the way, Antonio Gates isn't doing better. He got his touchdown in week two to like break that record, and then it's been like one point. So you can't start either of them either. And then they have Joey Bosa, but they've only had 16 points as a defensive unit in total on the season in standard scoring as a uh, as defined by Yahoo. That's terrible, like total for the year. Uh, and then Young Hui Ku is someone I have nightmares about because he is only two for five on field goals this season, you guys. It's tragic. So you can't start him either. Done with awesome. You have the New York Giants at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, the Giants. It's like I wasn't upset enough. We have to keep talking. Um, okay. Odell Beckham's back. It's beautiful. He's beautiful. And I'm sorry. If you don't think that he should get paid, I don't know if you watch football. I'm sorry. He's yeah. so by far the best player on this team. It's a joke. It's a 
freaking joke. And I don't care if he's acting like he's peeing on a fire hydrant because he's not actually peeing on a fire hydrant. And that's how low my standards are when it comes to finding giants to start up a fantasy team. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. The guy got, he caught nine of his 13 targets with 79 yards and two touchdowns. And again, by far the number one player on the team and one of the best in the national football league tantrums excluded uh tight ends are terrible so i again i'm telling you again evan engram evan engram i know he's a rookie but he keeps producing you guys here i am he's had at least five catches uh he had five catches for 45 yards last week he has four or more catches for 40 or more yards in every single week this is a tight end position. This is like a unicorn. Go get him. Uh, Eli Manning is terrible. And I don't care that he threw for over 360 yards and three touchdowns. He still threw two interceptions. Um, he was saved by Buckham and his uptick. You know, listen, only one passing touchdowns in the previous two games combined. I don't know, you guys. I'm not trusting him. And I know Marshall got 11 targets. He caught eight for 66 yards. But he is still the number three option on this team. If I'm starting anyone else, it is Sterling Shepard. He looks good. You guys, he continues. He and Evan Engram are the people that keep showing up here. Last week, he went for 133 yards and a touchdown. Um, it is the second time this season he has caught seven passes. He's only owned in 51% of Yahoo leagues. That makes zero sense. Shane Vereen is questionable with a calf injury. Orleans Dark was not practicing with a back injury. And you shouldn't even have Paul Perkins on your team right now. I don't know what your deal is. His biggest game was for 22 yards. I mean, hello. And then no kicker, no defense, no go. No go. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We knew that Evans was going to have a hard time last week and that Jackson might have a potential of having a big week. And that's exactly what happened. I think Evans will go up in fantasy points. I think Jackson will probably go down a little, but I like them both this week. Jameson Winston, yikes, three interceptions last week. Thank God he got 328 yards and two touchdowns because it could have been much worse, much worse for all of us. He fumbled a few times too, but he was able to recover them. Thank God that this isn't, this isn't a great matchup. So if I'm reaching for a quarterback this week, I think I am reaching for another guy. Yeah. Do not hate Jacquees Rogers this week, though. This is this in his last week without this is his last week without Doug Martin, I should say, to share touches with. And although the Bucs abandoned the run last week, <laughs> we can all say that because of scary case Keenum. Ah! Ah, uh, he should bounce back and have a nice game against the struggling Giants. So I I'm okay with Rogers. I think he's got something to prove this week. So I kind of like that. Cameron Brake caught all four of his targets last week and found the end zone. Uh, again, dart throws if they're not Gronkowski or Ertz, Ertz, Ertz. So there are worse tight ends that could be in your lineup this week than Bray. Uh, it's a risky, but it's, it's actually a decent matchup for him. So I kind of like it. All right, we got the Oakland Raiders, the Denver Broncos. Ooh, the Raiders. Ooh, the Broncos defense. Ooh, injuries. It's all, it's all so scary. <laughs> oh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr really stunk it up last week with just 118 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. He did not look like himself. I blame his brother for airing this really bad rap video that Derek Carr did on the NFL Network <laughs> um, because I think that really messed with his head. I think people got to him, and that's what happened. So, um, 
Will he bounce back? Most likely not this week against the Broncos. So hopefully you have a good backup or pick up Trevor Simeon, Carson Palmer, or Tyrod Taylor. They all have nice matchups. It's mm. possible that they will do better than Mr. Derek Carr this Jared week. Goff. Jared Goff. Goff. Carson Jared Wentz. Goff. Where where is 2017 gone? It's All right, weird. this is going to be a tough day for Marshawn Lynch, especially. I don't know if you saw what the Broncos did to Elliott. Even even McCoy couldn't get much mm -hmm. going. It's yeah. it doesn't look good, guys. So I would look elsewhere for your running back too this week. Uh, this is just an awful week for everybody for matchup and injuries. Michael Crabtree left the game last week with a chest injury and has been limited in practice all week. Amari Cooper has been awful and remains on the injury report with that knee injury. He has been really bad. I don't know if I'm starting him this week, even if he does play. That's how bad it is. Um, he has been dropping a lot of passes, so it's not. It's not good. Uh, Jared Cook. Cook found the end zone last week. I knew he was going to hit at some point. I knew it was going to happen. I think Broncos he's decent. Are, the Broncos are surprisingly pretty bad against tight ends, so this could be the guy on the Raiders to own this week, um, other than their kicker, because you can play him too. You can, you can. All right, Ashley, the Broncos. Manuel Sanders just starting him. He was 7 of 15 for 75 yards, but he did drop a 44-yard catch, so it could have been an even better game. You're playing Emmanuel Sanders. I like him. Demarius Thomas, 6 of 9 for 98 yards. You're also playing him. Uh, Broncos defense, interesting enough, they're not even in the top 10. They're coming in as the 12th. So if the Raiders bounce back this week, I don't know if they will – I don't know. At the end of the day, you've drafted them really high. You're, 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 they're not, you're not streaming defenses, so you're going to play them anyway, and you're just hoping that Carr has a week like last week, which is possible. It is very possible. Uh, my sleepers, I have, I don't have CJ Anderson in my must-start category anymore because I am a little concerned. I am not sure what's going on with this situation. CJ rushed eight times for 36 yards and caught two passes for seven. But what's weird is – he played it in 49 of 70 snaps, but he's basically dead even in touch count with Jamal Charles. Jamal's Charles touch count hasn't really changed, but for whatever reason, you know, Charles had nine carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. He, he looked good. He looked kind of like Charles of old, but the decline is really interesting in terms of with Anderson because the week prior he had 20 carries for a hundred yards. So he had a really good week and then to reduce the touch count just didn't really make sense to me. So I don't know what's going on there. Charles has averaged 5.1 yards per carry. Uh, and as I said, he looked pretty good. So I'm okay with you playing either one of them in a flex role. I do like Anderson slightly more than Charles, but for whatever reason, they've been upticking Charles the last little bit here. So thank God. Cause I drafted him wherever I, I drafted I've, AP. I've got so I need him. I've got him on my bench, but like it's it's hard if you're a CJ Anderson owner right now. I don't know what's going on. It's weird again that you would downtick his production after a hundred yard game. He had a really strong game, so it's very weird to me. Um, Benny Fowler, I'm also gonna say that you can throw a dart on. He seven targets, caught four from 55 yards. Simeon likes throwing to him. So I can't ignore seven targets in last week's game, and he's had two touchdowns this far in the season. So he has flex appeal in deep leagues. Benching Trevor Simeon, uh, Corian mentioned him earlier. I think I just need him to prove it to me again after last week. Last week was pretty brutal. Last week was pretty brutal. Indianapolis Colts, the Seattle Seahawks. All right, this is your weekly uh, Andrew Luck is ruled out for week four notice. <laughs> 
yeah. Okay. Well, it is what it is, guys. It's uh, what it is. Uh, listen, I, I hope none of this doesn't affect any of your lives because you listen to the show. But if it does, you kept them this long. You hold on to them. Supposedly, the reports have come out on SiriusXM by a friend of the show, actually, David Chow. He said that he doesn't expect Andrew Luck back until November. Uh, Ian Rappaport said that he's expecting him back in week six. I'm expecting him back in half past never. Um, <laughs> I've been checking my clock. Uh, now, I, you know, guys, I don't know what else to say about the situation, but I will tell you that Jacoby Brissett took a huge step forward in week three, which was exciting to see. Uh, his fa fantasy stats uh, definitely liked those two rushing touchdowns. I know that um, Seattle, though, isn't like the old Seattle. They have been struggling, but I'm still not starting him in Seattle, so get over it. Um, but I will start T.Y. Hilton. He is undisputably, as we have said since the beginning of time, the number one wide receiver on this team. It is not even close. Do not ask me about uh dante moncrief it's not happening stop it um and uh you know as far as what's going on with frank gore i'm gonna i'm gonna surprise you for a second seattle gives up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing running backs you can run on seattle and uh frank gore has quietly scored double digit fantasy points in each of his last two outings which is in standard scoring uh that's Pretty decent, you guys. I think Frank Gore is a solid running back to flex option for you. Um, I think he's fine. I think he's fine. There are no real yep. sleepers. Again, Jack Doyle, though, was a huge disappointment. Um, and now he's questionable with a foot injury, which could explain it. But I'm out. And Marlon Mack is dealing with a shoulder injury out as well. Ugh. All right. The Seahawks. Russell Wilson. I, hate I, I, I truly hate you. Um, it is very fitting that Brandon's husband beat me with Wilson after all of my Wilson hate. Oh, I did have some injuries that hurt me, but still. Uh, he completed 29 to 49 passes for 373 yards, four touchdowns, 26 rushing yards, no interceptions. Uh, he seems to have bounced back, which is what we were hoping for. We told you he always has a slow start. Russell Wilson always starts slow. So hopefully he's going to be able to maintain this uptick. So I feel good about that. Uh, in regards to Doug Baldwin, the severity of his growing injury is not clear, but they do allegedly expect him to play this week. Uh, he had a great game last week, caught 10 to 15 targets for 105 yards and a touchdown. So just make sure you keep eyeing his health and that you look before starting him to make sure he's actually playing. But as of right now, they expect him to play. Jimmy Graham, keep your eye out for his health as well. But hey, he's targeted 11 times, caught seven of them for 72 yards. Uh, he is listed as questionable, so make sure that you check. But if he's playing, you are playing him. Sleepers, Paul Richardson. Again, we keep mentioning he's a big play guy. He is. He was targeted seven times, only caught two of them. But he has always those really tough matchup plays that are kind of you're expecting that big play. Uh, but he had 30 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, till he is putting up D7 numbers, you can only put him in your flex. But I do like him. Chris Carson is the guy now, plain and simple. Thomas Rawls is only on the field one time, once, and did not even get a touch. Eddie Lacy didn't play in any snaps at all. Um, so whether they've officially made a decision or not, it's been made. It's Carson. Uh, he rushed 11 times, but only for 34 yards, and he had two catches for 18. But he did have a touchdown. Um, not amazing, but, hey, he's upticking, and I think he's more going to get into a groove. I think the better off he will be. Um, so, better than Abdullah. Definitely could be better than Abdullah. Yeah. Uh, bench CJ Procise. Well, he had a good game for 65 yards off five targets. Uh, 
he does have an ankle injury and he's not expected to play this week. So get him out of your lineup. And things don't look good for Tyler Lockett either. When Russell Wilson throws 49 pass attempts and you are only targeted three times, that doesn't bode well. That's not great. So um, I don't love Tyler Lockett and Luke Wilson. Again, you can only play him if Graham is out. Go Buffs. We had someone in our chat say go go Buffs. So. That's right. Go Buffs. I'm a buff. Woo. Buff, buff. Ah, Paul Perkins. All right. Washington Redskins of the Kansas Paul City Perkins. Chiefs. <laughs> Paul Perkinson. Or, or Paul Richardson. I, mean, I was like, said. don't mess uh, Paul Perkins. <laughs> Lord, what a name. Sorry, sorry. Oh, my. Uh, oh, my. Oh, my. Let's get into the Redskins, shall we? Jay Gruden came out and said Rob Kelly will be the number one guy when he comes back healthy. Ah, come on, man. P-Ryan's not been good. So if you are a Redskid fan or a Chris Thompson owner, let's all hope Kelly doesn't come back to play at all. Doesn't really matter, though, because Thompson scores points regardless. Being on a Monday night game, the lack of production thus far, and not sure whether or not he's going to play, obviously you need to find somebody else for Kelly if you were relying on him in this week. Hopefully you picked up Chris Thompson. If not, <laughs> good luck finding somebody on the waiver wires because it doesn't matter. Chris Thompson is the dude. He's gotten double digits every single time. PPR monster. I love him. Dustin Hopkins is the second best player on this team. Congratulations, kickers. <laughs> All right. Then we move down to the sleepers. Kirk Cousins. Cousins finally had a good game last week with 365 yards and three touchdowns and zero interceptions. I think he might be ranked a little too high seeing how he's playing the Chiefs, who destroyed Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers thus far, and it's prime time. The Chiefs always do well in prime time. Um, I, I think it might be another sad day to be a Redskin. Uh, Jordan Reed is still day-to-day -day and unlikely, um, but unlike Greg Olson's fill-in, you are not putting his in, or you are putting his in. It's Vernon Davis, you guys, and he looked good. No Ed Dixon problems here. He caught all five of his targets for 58 yards and a touchdown. This is a tough matchup, though, but Cousins will have to throw the ball, so why not to Davis? Because we all know that it's not going to the two wide receivers that we drafted. I'm not even going to mention yeah. them because I'm upset. I'm upset. Brandon? This is, this is what I'm going to say about the rankings of the quarterbacks. It's been impossible to do because only bad quarterbacks have been scoring fantasy points. It's been really tragic. So Tom Brady and Russell Wilson were at the top, which, by the way, Russell Wilson was not at the top for the previous two weeks. Then it was Case Keenum, Jacoby Brissett, Blake Bortles, and then Kirk Cousins. Like, it, it's been a disaster zone. I don't know how to rank these guys. I don't know what to do anymore. It's just a disaster. Anyway, Kansas City, though, is easy peasy. You want to know why? Uh, first of all, Cairo Santos was sent to IR, everybody. Get him out of your yep. lineups. It's incredibly important that you pay attention to kickers if you have them. He's replaced by Har Harrison Butker, but I still would go with someone else. Again, Ryan Suckup and Greg Zerline are less than 50% owned. Go get that. Anyway, uh, other than week one of Foxborough, the Kansas City Chiefs have scored 11 or more fantasy points at each of their two outings as a defensive unit. I am intrigued by this this week against Washington. Um, their 10 sacks is the third most by a team in the league. And Kareem Hunt, you're doing great, sweetie. Keep it up. <laughs> pictures with my smartphone. You're beautiful, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Mm. Well, you saw one target last week. 
<laughs> that was very not weird. Good. It's not funny. It's actually not funny. It's not cool. It's not funny. It's tight ends. Tight ends are the worst position in fantasy I, I think football. it was actually and a I really crazy. think we should do hashtag kick out tight ends. I, I, listen, the two t- games where he didn't have a lot of work, one, uh, the Patriots were triple teaming him. It was very weird. And then two was last week where Phillip Rivers just kept throwing the ball to the Chiefs like they were playing on the Chargers. So I think that the whole team was stunned, frankly. It, it was a weird offensive scheme because they were like, whoa, we have the ball again? I, th- I think it was just weird. So I'm going to try to get over it. Uh, sleepers, Tyreek Hill. This is not a good matchup, but last week he caught five of eight targets with 77 yards and and a touchdown. Um, listen, you saw how Crabtree and Cooper struggled against Josh Norman and the rest of the, the backs, frankly. I want to give everyone credit here. Yikes. But again, you, if you remember me in week one telling you that Tyreek Hill also had supposedly a bad matchup, but he loves primetime. He, he yeah. loves the Friday Night Lights feel. And by the way, in week one, I told you seven of his 12 touchdowns from 2016 came from primetime. Well, now we can say eight of his 13 touchdowns have come from uh, the primetime area, eight of his 14, I'm sorry, because he scored last week too. So pretty good odds here, people. Give some of some. Alex Smith is not a good fantasy quarterback, but he's yet to throw an interception, and that's why Andy Reid loves him. FYI, bench, again, Wilson and Conley are not wide receivers you own. Darn it. Sorry, everybody. All right, you guys, that's it. That's week four for us. We're not done for the week, so make sure to hop over to SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night so you can hear more from us. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Thank you to our sponsors, Draft, this week. We appreciate you. And until next week, you guys, make sure you set your lineup for Diced. And yes. No more, and no more faking it.